Welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I am Curtis the Fourth. It's been a long week. A lot of stuff is happening. The world of sports is picking back up. I am... Oh, God. It is a good time of the year. It is, you know, because we, we, we... You know what's so special about this year more than any other year? Because you know how we get into the dog days of, of summer, and it's yeah. just like just the abyss of just sports back like in deep, deep July. Uh, we probably had to experience that maybe like four days. It was like a four-day span, and then... Boom, NBA free agency started, you know, yeah. NBA draft. It was, just, it was like, wow, you know, so <laughs> go, you go. I was just, that was, that was my point. I just wanted to fuse that into the conversation, but yes. Yeah, no, this has been a great week. Uh, NBA free agency. Well, I guess technically the legal tampering period, which is just free agency now, <laughs> has just begun a lot of movement in the NBA, but this is a football show. So let's talk NFL football. Again, mm -hmm. we are continuing our series here with the divisional previews, um, and we are continuing with the NFC South. Um, so the, the the Super Bowl champions are back. Uh, got Get to talk about some new blood, some younger teams with Carolina and Atlanta, um, and, and then also a aging, a weird team in New Orleans, and we'll get to them in a bit. Yeah. Um, but before we get into any of that, we have to go ahead and talk about some stuff that happened over this past week in the NFL. <laughs> Mainly, two big things to happen to the Indianapolis Colts. And first off, the two injuries that happened to the Colts do not change my rankings of the AFC South. Okay. Um, it's just Indianapolis is going to have less less wins than I thought. Uh, so I went back and I've redone a couple of things. Went back and looked at their full schedule. Flip some some wins to to some losses. I have them all the way down now to, I have them losing four more games than what I had them originally. I had them at eleven and six last week, but after the injury to Carson Wentz and after the injury to Quentin Nelson, I've got them down to seven and ten. So, not horrible, but I have them just missing the playoffs. They're actually, after I went through, I used this little uh, website here. They have have the tiebreakers where the Colts literally just miss out on the playoffs at seven and ten. Uh but interesting. Yeah. So I've had people on Twitter all week coming at me for this Carson Wentz thing because I am a, a I am a Carson Wentz fan. I'm not a diehard or anything like that, but I am a fan of the dude. Yeah. I do think that he still is a is a good quarterback in the NFL. Um and I thought he was going to be able to take Indianapolis to the promised land possibly this year. They were going to be a really good team in, in the uh in the AFC, in my opinion. Uh, but first of all, let's get clarification on what his injury is. He does not have a Liz Frank injury. This is not what happened with uh, Cam Newton two years ago. Um, so we can just throw that out the window already. Um, it actually came out today. Frank Wright got on Pat McAfee's show and said that um, basically he had a fractured foot all the way back in high school. And he basically just had this bone sitting kind of pr not protruding but separated in his foot but it was lodged in there in such a way when it healed from that injury mm -hmm. that it was just sitting there and he never noticed it no no doctors never really saw any need to take it out at, at any point just because it, it wasn't causing pain it wasn't moving at all but then in practice he steps the wrong way whatever it may have been uh the bone popped out and he felt it and it it's not hurting him, but they did need to take it out and clean some stuff up. Right. Um, and Frank Wright ended up saying that the reason why initially when the injury was 
reported and they said that he needed surgery. The reason why the time span was five to 12 weeks is because they needed to know once the surgery was done, Mm -hmm. it could push it all the way out depending on where that bone was sitting. And when they take it out, if it's going to injure or cause instability in any of the other tendons around that bone Mm -hmm. that then yes, they, it could take longer for him to repair it, make sure that those other tendons may, may need to get stronger before uh, he can fully step on it and really, really plant and push off that foot. Um, But um, he says that they didn't see anything in there. The way they went in there, they got the bone out and they didn't see any, any other damage. So he should be back closer to the five week window than the 12 week window. Uh, but they still have to wait and see his recovery wise, uh, how everything around it is, is reacting to not having that bone there. <clears throat> so, so what is your take as far as, um, say he comes back five, you know, five weeks from now, six weeks from now, Yeah, you know, as far as he's missed all of preseason, he's missed basically the rest of mini, you mm-hmm. know, training camp, you know, so how long is it going to take him to catch up to game speed and how many games is, you know, Indianapolis going to suffer because of this, you know, catching up process? I mean, if you had to just kind I mean, of I mean, if we're saying it. six, seven weeks, that means he's coming back around that three to four week mark in the, in, in the regular season in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, which he could be back sooner. He could be back later. We don't know. But if, if we're saying that it, as taking Frank Reich, Reich at his word, saying that he is closer to that five week mark, let's just say seven weeks that'll put him at i believe week three he would be available to return they'll probably push it another week and mm-hmm. say week four um and that's kind of the time frame that everybody is still trying to get up to speed so i don't think that they lose too much time there now they like you're saying he needs to catch up to game speed at that point because he misses mm-hmm. out on preseason and whatnot so yeah he's it's going to take probably i would say it takes only one to two weeks to really get okay. that going um, and as long as he stays healthy, uh, they because they, the first five weeks of their season are kind of murderer's row for them. They, they've got yeah, they, they've got a tough kickoff to the season. Um, so I, I do think that that is a, a negative. But in all honesty, I felt like they were going to be fighting an uphill battle anyway this season. Right. So with him sitting out maybe two to three weeks to two to four weeks to start off this season, then. I, I don't see them being so far behind the eight ball that they couldn't catch up, but it, I, I do think that this might put them in a position where they're not making the playoffs. Like I said, I have them right outside that bubble now. Gotcha. Um, now the Quentin Nelson thing is that he actually has the same type of injury, but his is not because of an injury that he had back in high school or what have you. His is actually because he actually has some like developmental like, like it goes back to when he was born. Hmm. the reason why that same type of injury, same type of surgery he's going to need. And he's still going to be on that five to 12 week um, uh, pace. So um, I, I really think that they, they, I think this gives them the opportunity to really focus on their run game and focus on their stable of four running backs that they have. Right. Uh, to start off this season, which I think they could steal one to two games at the beginning of the year, based off of their, their running game alone. Right. Um. I. It does take a little bit of a hit with Quentin. Well, a, a huge hit with Quentin Nelson being out, obviously. But I still think with those four legitimate, I think each one of them could be a number one. Okay. They. They definitely have, or th- the, their top three could all be number ones. Right. Um. But having those three guys there, plus 
a younger guy, you're going to be looking at a situation with the Colts where I think they can they can steal a game. It'll be a very quick game. It'll probably be the first. If it's in one of those noon windows, it's going to be the first game over because all they're going to be doing is Frank Wright is just calling run play after run play after run play, and they're just going to be pounding on on, on a team that just has a, a lackluster uh, run defense. Um, I'm trying to look through their schedule right now. It could be in week one versus Seattle. I mean, crazier things have happened in week one. We both know. So right. I, I still have Seattle winning that game, but um, could be them. Uh, could be the Rams, but with uh, Aaron Donald kind of plugging up the middle, I don't see that being the case. Um, not not in, on, a, on a game with the Titans and not a divisional rival. Um, and then could be the Dolphins in week four. Um, yeah, we don't know what type of team that is just yet. Exactly. I know it's an away game. They they do have to travel a bit, but still. There's a game to take. It, definitely week four is, is a possibility. And then uh, it's going to be tough versus the Ravens, again, on the road. They, they say you're on the road to start off the season so much. So right. they just got a, a tough schedule there um, and a tough break. So, I mean, we'll see. But I, I'm not – I'm not thinking that he's going to be out all season and this is going to be a nagging injury that they have to manage throughout the entire year. I think once he's back, he's back and one to two weeks, he's going to be at full, full go and, and they can hit the ground running once he's back on the field. Gotcha. So um, in the meantime, everybody's talking about what they should do to get, to, to mitigate the damage at the beginning of the year, if they should trade for a quarterback or not. I want to get your thoughts on that and what, what you think, they should do to address this well not knowing where he you know the timetable and he's just being really out indefinitely and you know we definitely hope you know sooner rather than later and it's just a matter of a couple weeks that he'll miss when it's all said and done but um i would think it would be in their best interest to at least weigh the options to see what available free agents are out there um basically because they have something special and i think they got a very you know, um, sensitive window yeah. right now for opportunity. And yeah, Carson Wentz was a big part of that. But with that being said, they built and they already had a lot of pieces that was already was there and they brought a lot of pieces in. You you know, you won't, don't want to, you want to basically take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. You know, even this could have been like one of the worst case scenarios if you had to lose anybody, not this guy. But yeah. With that, you know. And, and, and you're stud offensive lineman and Quentin Nelson. I think that's that might be an actual bigger issue than, than even Carson so. Wentz. Um but you know, not gonna necessarily get the headlines and you know, I think they're gonna do the next man up and then they'll evaluate it probably, you know, in the next couple, you know, practices and training camp, maybe, you know, get a <clears throat> definitely evaluate in a preseason game and then go for there. You know, then see if they need really actually need to address getting another guard in a free agency. But as uh, far as quarterbacks, I'll be getting on the phone right now because just you, you, right now during this period, I don't think you can have enough quarterbacks on your on your on your roster, especially if, barring you are removing the, your number one out of the equation. You know mm-hmm. now, yeah, you might got your number two guy, you got your number three guy. You may need to bring another person in because you just don't know. Injuries do run rampant, and like you get into you know one of these preseason games, and boom, we down another quarterback. Now you back on the phone, you know, trying to figure out who's who's available. No, I would think just for for safety purposes and nothing else, you just at least want to give some, bring somebody else in here, you know, maybe push the guys that's already in there, you know, if, yeah. because they're gonna have a step up anyway. Give yourself every advantage that you possibly can, you know, you know, going into the going into the regular season. 
So I've been seeing everybody talk about bringing back and trading for Nick Foles. Now, as a Bears fan, I want Nick Foles off this roster. As, <laughs> as like as much as anybody, I want Nick Foles gone. Right. But I also don't want to see him go to Indy. Not because I don't think it'll work. Well, tr- first of all, I don't think it will work. I don't think that's going to mitigate anything. Uh, from what I've seen close up firsthand, watching him every single game last year, I don't see him coming into this Indy team in, in propelling them to, to more wins. Mm. Not and that's not a shot at Nick Foles. It's just it's a it's really just looking at his style of play. I I think it's over in the NFL for for this the statue quarterback unless you have a team like Tampa, and and even Tom Brady, the most immobile quarterback can still move. Literally, Nick Foles is known for just literally just he is his feet are planted in the pocket he is not moving and if he senses any pressure he's not even going to try to escape he's going to go down he's going to protect the ball which is awesome he's not going to fumble it he's not going to turn it over he's not going to throw or an errant pass just because hey i gotta get it out but you do take a lot of unnecessary sacks you do take a lot of uh negative plays when you have nick Foles as a quarterback and I know you have a, a fantastic running game, but when you have a hole on the on the interior of the offensive line, a statuesque quarterback in, in Nick Foles is not going to work to me, for one. Two, why would you even entertain the idea of shooting the confidence of, uh, of Carson Wentz mm. in, in that respect? Why would you ever even, like, everybody who keeps talking about Nick Foles being the, the best option out there, first off, I would much rather have Marcus Mariota than I would Nick Foles. And Marcus Mariota is just sitting there backing up uh, Derek Carr in Oakland, or Oakland, Las Vegas. <laughs> right. um, and he wants to play. He can play. And if you, I, I know he's probably uh, going to be more of a competition for Carson Wentz, but still, at the end of the day, <clears throat> you can tell him, hey, you're literally just here for these first four to five weeks. Right. Just in case Carson isn't ready to go. That's what you're here for. You're definitely playing weeks one and two. You could be sat week three, weeks four and five. By week six, you're definitely not playing, just so you know. Well, if they, they're willing to handle it in such a way, then I wouldn't have a problem with that, being him being moved over there. Now, from Bears fandom, absolutely. Take <laughs> you know, and I mean, I don't care where he goes at this point. Yeah. Even if you sent him to Kansas City. I'm like, as a from the Bears side of it, I'm like, do whatever you got to do to get rid of this guy, you know? Yeah. And if anybody's willing to take them, even if a per team technically could use them in some capacity, in this case, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think this is a bad fit, and there's a lot of bad history here, and there's no point in. I don't think they, I said they should address the situation. Don't sh- you don't have, you're not <laughs> desperate, you know. Yeah. That's showing a little bit of desperation. Now, if this was week, you know, week eleven, okay, I can entertain the idea that okay we got a shortened season there's not a lot of season left and we're trying to you know ride the tide and keep the momentum going to try to stay competitive not the situation here just so it you know getting in front of this this <clears throat> this guy will be penciled in on my uh, at the very very end of my list based on the scenario i just stated you know it's like he wouldn't even be on the list for me like that to I'm me it's just like you do not trade if you if everything year, else falls through you don't trade for this dude it's just it, it's a, it's a bad proposition because you do have 
uh, Carson Wentz on contract for another two to three years. Like he's there. He, he he's locked in there. It's not something where you can get like. Yes, it's easier to trade contracts nowadays, but still, you you have him on your roster for the next two to three years. Like you, there is no way out of that. There is no reason to shoot his confidence and and shoot yourself in the foot before you even get started, right? With this whole project. So, if if it comes down to hey, we everything else fell through. The only team willing to trade is the Chicago Bears, and and they they are only willing to give us Nick Foles. I would, to me, if I'm Andy, I'm running for the hills. Nope, we're good. You guys keep them. We'll 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 move on. Right. We'll, we'll 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 die with the ship is kind of the mentality that I, that I would take there because the, you have too much invested into Carson Wentz already. Right. No, I agree. Uh, you know, I don't have a hard take on it. it just just a perspective, but um. I do think they need to at least evaluate that position again. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely doesn't necessarily have to be Nick Foles just now, mm-hmm. just from a yeah. football standpoint, you know, um, you know, cause one, he has a bad contract. Um, well, it's only $4 million for this year. Um, but it doesn't have another year. On nope. his, this is the last oh, year. Of his final year? Okay. Yep. Uh, as far as I remember, but yeah, I think okay, it's just well, the final let year. Let me retract that. It was a bad contract for the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> we took the worst part of his contract. Exactly. <laughs> so now this is finally ending. Um, you know, it's you know it's just if you need an you know an aging expiring quarterback, you know, just to basically get you from point A to point B, or just kind of hold hold serve just until the end of the year. I can see him just as a roster dump. You know, maybe mid season at some point that some some you know. Some team is just looking to just be relevant, mm-hmm. you know, just at the end of the year. Somebody's trying to save some jobs, you know. I could see them trying to, you know, bring this guy over possibly, you know, because by this point he's already been probably paid most of his $4 million. So, yeah, it, it's – I could see it's more likely that – I could see a scenario like that uh, versus option two, he just, just dies buried on the end of the Bears bench, you know, because, man, he's not going to see the light of day if, if, if all things – moving forward and everything, all things being perfect and healthy, you know, in the world of football. Yeah. He's never going to see, he's never going to see the field. You know, no. I mean, even with an injury, I don't think he sees the field mm. uh, with the bears. Cause I, I wouldn't see the bears putting Nick Foles back out there instead of developing. No, 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 no. Develop- I said injuries, meaning like both of these guys are out. Okay. That's how, that's the only way I can see him play. Well, yeah. Let me be very clear. No, this is not meaning he moves up to number two. Well, because I, I did see people talking about if Andy Dalton gets injured. I mean, fingers crossed that doesn't happen in preseason. If he goes down with some weird freak accident happening in, in a preseason game, then um, th- do they start Nick Foles to start the season, or do they just hmm. scrap it? We 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 go with the with the initial plan and. We we go with Justin Fields, and I I don't oh. see any reason why you would trot out Nick Foles again, uh to to protect air quotes there guys for uh <laughs> Justin Fields from himself because if if you're saying if you've already penciled him in as QB two, mm-hmm. then I I would find it hard pressed, especially with Nick Foles not taking a single rep this entire off season with the first team. And, and to put him out there and trot him out there like, okay, we're just running it back and, and we can just do that again and and, ho- and hopefully he's better. I, we've seen what, what this roster is without him, with, with, with him at the helm. It does not work. 
it's not going to work it never will and and we need to stop trying to waste our time with that and that's why i do want him off the roster i just i don't want to see him ruin carson wentz in, in indianapolis's well. chances for for their future because indianapolis i think with with their core with everything that they've got going on over there they are going to be just fine uh for the next three years i think and and and, as soon as, and i think they could even potentially like like i said make a run for the playoffs depending on what happens in the first five weeks of the season um this season if, if they can if they can figure it out well, by the time carson Wentz gets back well, you make a compelling point and even bringing in you know contracts and you know and and the base in and and, and me bringing up the element of you know carson Wentz being a you know he's coming back so yeah he will be back this right season. so like, there's no <laughs> point you know i, I agree that I wouldn't even it's it's just a messy marriage, you yeah. know. So it's no even no point even diving into this. I think they more likely would just pass. And I think this is kind of more a clickbait type, yeah. you know, trolling that's going on right now with this, you know, just the possibilities of the scenarios. And I'm like, you know, people are looking for drama. They're like, no, thank you. You know, <laughs> Indianapolis was a nice nice fresh start. It's a nice story. Don't need to even taint it with, with old with bad history and bad blood, you know, yeah. from, from 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 the past. So I agree. All right. Well, let's get to what the main crux of this is supposed to be about, and that's the NFC South. Or, yeah, the NFC South. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's dive into that. Um, we're going to jump into some division predictions here. Let's look at some of the biggest additions and subtractions from uh, this, pa- this past offseason, rather. Um, and then look at some key storylines for, for each of these teams here. Um, so... Let's get the crap out of the way, and let's start with Atlanta here. Um, they shipped away Julio Jones, so he's gone. Uh, we talked about him last week being over in Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about the other half of that. And this team is, I think, in a full-fledged rebuild. They got rid of, uh, like I said, Julio Jones. They got rid of Keanu Neal, got rid of Alex Mack, got rid of T- Todd Gurley. So everything good about this team last year is gone. Uh, they bring in Kyle Pitts. They bring in uh, Barkevius Mingo, which was supposed to be a huge upgrade to their their linebacking core. But he's actually out uh, and was arrested this offseason for I don't remember what. Uh, but it's domestic something. Okay, I, I don't. <sighs> yeah, that was what that. Okay, so that he was dealing with that. So yeah. So I don't see him playing this season. Actually, I think they might have ended up cutting him after that. So. I don't see him being uh, on the field this season. Um, so just everything that could go wrong is going wrong for Atlanta already. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I think the biggest thing is that does Atlanta, from what we've seen from their offseason, do they really have this much faith, faith in Kyle Pitts to save this team from a, a tight end who I think is a very good player, mind you, but does a tight end save you from the ineptitude of the rest of your roster? No, I don't think so. I think it's <laughs> more of a diversion, you know, from, you you know, they, 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 need, they wanted to or felt they needed to move off of Julio Jones and move, move in a different direction. They got this nice sensation and talent in Kyle Pitts. So I think they felt they were able to make a nice transition as opposed to adding and putting these guys together. So that's obviously was never in the plans. So, mm-hmm. Um, and Kyle Pitts, we don't know. He may not even remain and be a tight end. He might just end up becoming, um, you know, an X or a Y, you know, Y receiver at some point. But they feel they got the talent the, the in place. You know, they obviously, as you already know, and we've seen it kind of 
obnoxiously in the fantasy world <laughs> of Calvin Ridley's, you know, value is just skyrocketing through the roof. Where it's like, you know, pump your brakes a little bit. I, I understand the direction that they're going with that, but, <laughs> the, but yeah, but the frenzy that's coming behind it is like, relax. Yeah. Y'all, you know, it, at, not with this franchise, you know, like you, as you were saying, there's a lot of other factors that's going to offset a lot of things that may look, you know, like may look like success over here on the offensive end, but not so, not so much pump your brakes. Just let's let's reevaluate this. So I'm this entire, and we have redone, and we will be putting out a a updated power rankings preseason power rankings coming up here pretty soon here. So. Be on the lookout for that, but still this team, changing. huh? Oh, it's still and still ever changing. Yes, yeah. well, every though. single day. <laughs> uh, but man, th- this is a bad situation right now for Atlanta. I, I feel bad for Atlanta fans because mm-hmm. I was thinking last year they weren't too far away because they were in a lot of close games last year. I mean, inf- infamously, they lost that game to Dallas mm-hmm. uh, with the stupid onside kick, and nobody wanted to jump on it, and that's how. Dallas got one of their very few wins last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, this entire roster, to me, is in shambles. Like, from the putrid defense that they already had last year got worse. Mm-hmm. You lost the only, I think, notable thing on your offensive line in Alex Mack as, as a kind of stout center. And... Uh, I mean Todd Gurley. He he hasn't been what he used to be for quite some time now. But oh, still, I mean, he's still somebody who I think is serviceable in some sort of a committee type role. So mm-hmm. it's just I don't see anything good coming. And Matt Ryan's been average at best to me for what fifteen years now. So like, <laughs> right? Where where what what are we trying to say is good outside of Kyle Pitts on this roster? And and. Honestly, tight ends don't do well in the NFL in their first season. So I'm not even look. I'm not even looking for Kyle Pitts to have a monster year with the amount of targets he's about to have and in the role he's about to take. Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts to me, just like you guys aren't going to be getting going to have a great season. Your Calvin Ridley is going to be double teamed. People are going. You're going to have a linebacker and a corner on on. Uh, Kyle Pitts, there's nobody else that you really have to cover on this roster. Like, I, I'm just looking at it again and again, and I'm just like, I'm, I don't see Atlanta being anywhere near a tough, outright team that guys need to be be worried about. Hmm. Um, no, I, I mean, again, this is is very hard to di- dissect what we would considered to be the bad teams, you know, or not going teams are not going to be as successful as others this year. Yeah. Um you know, yeah, they lose a tie girly. I you know, as you were saying, you know, um granted he does at this point he's a committee, you know, by committee back at this point, he's not that stud Bill Cow that he once was. Um but in trying to even replace that, I think, you know, bringing in, you know, a free agent like a Mike Davis definitely offsets that to some degree like he shows some success over there in carolina where if even if it mm-hmm. was a one-year audition take it for what it's worth you know because wasn't nothing expected of him last year either and 
he at least came out and, and and put up very he had a very successful and decent year you know um overall um it didn't give you the pop and sizzle that you definitely would see from a christian mccaffrey but yeah nor was we expecting that but it was serviceable and to the point of being success where if we flip-flop and go over to like new york um ask Deion lewis how did it go last year <laughs> you know <laughs> But now we got Mr. Gall Man, you know, who was able to, yeah, fantasy people. They, I swear, they, they, they will not get that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but um, he, you know, he, you know, really was an opportunity. He took he took advantage of an opportunity when an opportunity was there, and now he's over in San Francisco <laughs> with a new deal, you know. So, you know, it's just, it's just you know, you got Mike Davis. Then they went out and got you know. Running back, wide receiver, kick returner, quarter rail Patterson. You know, yep. I, I I like the fact from a franchise standpoint they were actually trying to do you know at least get some serviceable people to put on the lineup to try to because you're not going to be able to replace Julio Jones no matter what you do, Kyle Pitts or not. And like you were saying, we definitely and no one I don't even think anybody have these expectations, but that you know whatever Kyle Pitts does this year. Okay, it's just an evaluation year. You know, it's. I don't even think it's that. Okay, again, oh. I don't think you take anything from a tight end's first season. Okay. Tight ends don't do rookie tight ends don't do well. It's just it's a change of pace. You're dealing with much bigger men in the NFL than you are in the NCAA, and when it comes down to it, you're learning routes, you're learning block, blocking schemes, you're learning you're learning pass blocking schemes and run blocking schemes, mm-hmm. um, and you have to learn all your routes, and you have to build a rapport with a quarterback, and you have to build a rapport with your with your running backs. Like there's just so much going on for a tight end in their first year that they never have a good good receiving season. So yes, he might be a fantastic pass blocker this year. I don't really see it. I think he's a smaller uh, tight end. He is very fast, but I, I just I don't see him having that much of an impact in the blocking game. Um, I, I don't see him like a George Kittle type. Uh, they might not even use him like that. That's it. And just it but remains that's to be the thing seen. is because you if he's if you're not using him like that, what is he going to bring to this offense this year? That's going to kind of because I no matter what, I don't expect any rookie tight end to have a runaway 900 yard receiving season close to 10 let's just say eight touchdowns for the season i'm not expecting them to have anywhere near that i get it but when i see marquise coasting almost you know he's the only model i'm only seeing him on that trajectory but marquise coast is an actual wide receiver but as you were saying no (laughs) he started out as a tight end he he had the same designation i don't know it was just how he came into the league but Mm -hmm. that's how his first year was and then he got the wide receiver designation, and he just left it at that. But me, by me even saying that, he never did anything as a tight end with New Orleans. And that's yeah. not, so I'm. Well, he's I'm also not, there when Jimmy Graham was there, so that's true. Um, but nevertheless, it didn't change his designation tag yeah. when he was coming off the bench. Yeah. So he was like, I think he maybe wide receiver three, tight end two or three. You know, because yeah. I think they had um heel over there as well at the time. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Maybe. I don't remember. I'm too just much trying to remember the depth chart, but he was used weirdly, though. Yeah. But I'm so I'm only saying if if and I'm just a big if in air quotes and bold air quotes, they use this model. I can see him being they they get gaining some success off of him in his first year while he's while they're trying to evaluate whether or not he's a you know tight end versus being a wide receiver as opposed to developing just solely as a tight end maybe if they do put him in that sole wide receiver role then maybe but i i just with the 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 lack of offensive line talent and and just 
the lack of every, all talent on this roster, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't see why you wouldn't use him in the tight end role. Because, I mean, he did play he, he did play tight end in at Florida. So, uh, let's not... Right. I, I don't want to take away, take credit away from him for that. I just... I don't see him doing that in this next step in the NFL. Like, I just... I can't see him taking his exact role from, uh, from Florida and translating that to success in the NFL this year. Maybe two three years down the line yeah he is going to be that Ooh, he's going to be the travis kelsey this year george kittle uh tony gonzalez when when he was completely dominating this league jimmy graham even when he was dominating the league mm-hmm. as a number one rob gronkowski he could be that type of tight end maybe but i just don't see it happening this year so uh i just think this year is a very developmental year for for the atlanta falcons they do have a young roster so Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. I don't even know who else is notable on his roster. I think Russell Gage. Uh, yeah, Russell Gage. You're right. You're that is true. I mean, but yeah, all of the, all of the young talent on both sides of the ball, just do what you can to get better every single day. That don't expect wins. Don't expect to be showered with flowers out in Atlanta. This is gonna I mean, like you were saying. This is a very transient city anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're not gonna have too many eyes on you. There's not gonna be a ton of people coming for your heads if you guys don't win games. Just do whatever you can to get better every single day. And that's really what the the uh, kind of appeal of watching Atlanta Falcons games is gonna be this year. Just to watch these these young talents do what they can do because i i do think eventually that's that is a solid core on the offense Mm -hmm. uh you just need an elite quarterback i think it's going to be i think this is going to be potentially matt ryan's last year in in atlanta at least Mm -hmm. um and there's going to be a lot there's going to have to be a lot of turnover next offseason for this team they they need to have a much better offseason next year than they did this year because th- this this was not it. I thought that they definitely had a very good opportunity uh, this past season, uh, off season rather, uh, mm-hmm. to 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 make themselves somewhat competitive, especially in in a time where I think New Orleans has taken a step back. Um, Carolina still doesn't know who they are, um, and and there's a lot of uncertainty in that kind of four to nine range uh in in the nfc rankings wise mm-hmm. um so like anybody could fall anywhere in, in, in those in those roles so i'm just like just go out there and do what you can uh and you if you would have had a much more fulfilling off season uh but i see this team kind of hovering around i mean they could be as bad as two and 15 uh kind of sitting there down with the with the lions in my opinion they could be as high to me as six and 11 ah uh, that's fair because I, I mean I've, i had them predicted at three and 14 so yeah so and i i mean i was i mean i mean i was being generous I'll with be, six so you were because i was like I, i'll throw in four wins just because for the occasional you know um you know um Upset. upset game and i'm like i couldn't even tell you which one it would be you know like just choose one it's an upset it doesn't matter you i know? mean i'm saying six wins is if i'm completely That's wrong about kyle pitts this year generous and i and, and i can i kind of toil with that like i could see it going as high as possibly six but i mean five, there's no maybe. way you're getting you're, I mean, you're I, not getting close to i think i'm 50, like 500. one game off your projector i probably would never go as high as five but the whole yeah. point of it is just as you were saying you know it's just 
early season teams that got it together, they just find a way to eat by a couple. We're of still wins. dealing with COVID, right? And then some of the notable games that I did sift out of the entire schedule. You know, I could see them getting five. I mean, they push. I mean, they don't six. have a terribly hard schedule either. So no, I mean, it's just I mean, more about. They can grab one at home versus Philadelphia, so right. Can you know? Are they going to be that team where they can be at least dangerous in certain, you know, at a certain level of talent? Where on on any given Sunday they might actually step up, you know, and 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 actually challenge a team as opposed to just laying down and being a doormat, you know. Yeah, this is going to show me. I I, I guess one thing that I would take away from this is what is Matt Ryan. Is he a good quarterback? Is he a guy that can really do anything? Because at this point, we're looking at a team in the roster where you don't have those pieces around you. So this is your time to showcase what you specifically can do. Right. Make p- accurate passes. If they're dropping passes like uh, Kansas City's guys were in, in the Super Bowl, that's not on you. If you're putting the ball in spots where your guys can only go get it, you're not turning the ball over, right. you're not hindering your team then we could definitely see him get another contract elsewhere. Um, so I, that is going to be another thing to watch out for for Atlanta uh, moving forward here. Right. All right. Let's talk about, uh, I mean, who who what, what, who do you want to go go for next? No, let's work our way up to South. So okay. Uh, well, who do you three, have next? Um, I have Carolina. Okay. I don't. I, I have I kind of figured there, you so. would have had that. <laughs> well, let's figured. talk Carolina, though, uh, where, where you have them. Um, I mean, hey, if you want to start with New Orleans, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. We need to order. I only got one game difference between these two, so it's. I think I, I have one or two, but uh, I did. I had to change it, so I I didn't make it a two game difference. But um, well, it's subject let, to change. But I mean, if you want to do Carolina, we can we can get into this. Yeah, let's talk Carolina. This is, I think, the most interesting team, uh, to watch this season. The Buccaneers. They're the Buccaneers. Like. They're, they're, they're the winners of this division. Again, I we think we both agree with where they're going to be. Yeah, um, so we'll, yeah. we'll get to them last, and we'll yeah. talk about their whole situation. But Carolina, I think, is in a very interesting spot. And they're, they're young. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of things that they need to figure out. But they are in a position that they could strike and possibly be toiling with a playoff seating to me. I am a firm believer in Matt Rule. Uh, I think he is one of the best young head coaches in the in the NFL right now. Um, so I'm really excited to see what he can do. I don't. Th- I I really a- attest a lot of Sam Darnold's issues to Adam Gase and being under Adam Gase for so long. Um, so we'll see really what Sam Darnold is this year and and if Matt Rule can actually revise mm-hmm. or revitalize uh Sam Darnold's career here. Um, but they they I think they had a really sneaky good off season to me. Uh, I I can agree with that overall. I I know I'm a little bit more of a stickler with this team. Um, <laughs> uh, and my rankings is not going to reflect what I'm about to say. However, I can <laughs> see where you're coming from because they ha- they they very talented. I guess I'm struggling with them bringing it all together this year. Yeah, and, they might be a year away. However, if they had found some way, like, like what we were saying for Atlanta, now this is a team with much more talent. Yeah, I can see them pulling away before you know it. You know, they, you know they they all ran off three extra wins that you know that wasn't accounted for at the beginning of the season, yeah. and I I wouldn't necessarily be, you know, surprised based on I can't get a post for this team. I mean, it's like I see all this talent, and I can figured, they bring it together? And I was thinking about this, and this is just kind of a dichotomy between our two brains here. When you can't get a post for a team, 
you you tend to because when I'm out on a team, I'm out on a team, and we right. we've kind of we we've recognized that. Right. Uh, but when you can't get a pulse for a team, you you lean towards more out on them than 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 in. Yes. So <laughs> I can so, I because I knew you were going when I looked at this, I was like, yeah. New Orleans and Carolina, they're close, but I see New Orleans on the downslope and I see Carolina on the up. And I just figured with you not really knowing, engaging where Carolina's at in their trajectory, you had them on the on the lower end. No, we took the push left and right where they were. Like, you know what? <laughs> just you just for now, just stay here. But however, we're watching you, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> until further notice. You know, it's like well, I, I just don't know. But. So th- this team, because they added, I think they're, they're Top two draft picks, I think, were home runs. J.C. Horn. Oh, absolutely. That is a huge, huge get for them. I was very afraid that they were going to go quarterback. Of course, that was uh, the first major twist of the, of the draft. Yeah, they 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 started the whole, can we go get Justin Fields? Um, so thank you, Carolina. Golf clap for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, That's, yeah. And then they also went back and they got Terrence Marshall, the wide receiver. Um, so I think those two were huge. I, Terrence Marshall, I think is a sneaky, sneaky prospect for rookie of the year this year. Hmm. He, he's, he's a very underrated, uh, wide receiver to me and in a role where now, unfortunately, Curtis, uh, Samuel is gone from Hmm. this roster. Um, but I think he can kind of fill into that role. He's not going to be at the same talent level of him as it is right now, but he can fill in his role very easily. And it's not going to change too much for the rest of this offense. Now, he is going to have to create a rapport with Sam Darnold for sure, uh, but we'll see where any of that goes moving forward here. Um, but I think those were two sneaky, sneaky good uh, picks uh, in the draft. And then another huge get was um, Pat Elf- Pat Elfline, the guard, uh, mm-hmm. to help protect Sam Darnold. So offensively, this team is definitely moving towards hey, let, let's let's get this let's get this show on the road here. Um, and then they 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 did address one of their big kind of glaring holes on the defensive end being uh defensive back so uh jc horn i think is definitely going to be a number one in this league uh years to come um so can't wait to see him on this roster uh but they did end up um, i don't want to kind of sell high on carolina because hey they did lose k1 short and they Mm -hmm. did lose russell okung so Mm -hmm. left tackle and defensive tackle uh, those are two big big losses uh, uh for any roster in all honesty but they as you were saying they did get busy and yeah. and they, they did address the tackle position they picked up Cameron Irvin for yep. Dallas you know um they did pick up some other supplementary pieces as well um as uh defensive end Morgan Fox from the Rams you know it's it's they they are they're dread they they're they're you know they're boasting their rosters you know they they have been doing their due diligence um the utility guys you know tight end dan arnold you know wide receiver david moore from from seattle yeah. i think it's just like even to back up after even a terrence marshall where we're not even leaning on david moore you know if i mean putting him at the four i just like the depth yeah where that's when and that's all i was saying like i can see where are they coming from? Because they, they, I like the talent. It's not. It's not they did everything these... that they could to make sure Sam Darnold had offensively. Sam Darnold has everything that he needs to be successful now. And even this, I uh, mean, man, this running back Chuba Herbert, Hubert, from, Chuba Herbert, um, yeah, from Oklahoma State. Like, man, just as an insurance policy, if nothing else, if you even just look, if he's taking four or five reps yeah. away from uh, Christian McCaffrey just to keep Christian McCaffrey fresh, so be it, you know. And now you got it with this guy, yeah. you know. So. I, Man, hats off. Like, Carolina, man, a win. Like like I said, man, J.C. Horn, what else you need to say, man? Like, they're setting up their <laughs> defense 
<laughs> to you know to if nothing else like you're saying they, they they're possibly just a year away more so yeah. than you know being some team on the rise yeah know? i think that they're going to be i i think we are seeing an the nfc there's going to be a lot of teams young teams that are that are not too far away like the bears cardinals panthers possibly the giants i'm definitely a little bit lower on the giants now after what happened in their whole right preseason i would have kept new orleans in there but new orleans is falling but yeah we all, we and both new orleans is aging as well um yeah, so they're, they're, they've got a lot of other things and we'll we'll get into them in a quick second here mm-hmm. um but i i think carolina is definitely on the upslope they they if you're a carolina fan you have a lot to be excited about in all honesty you've got a a home run running back you have the very high upside of sam darnold uh at quarterback mm-hmm. um you you've got weapons, uh, DJ Moore, David Moore, uh, Terrence Marshall Jr., um, and uh, there's one guy on the tip of my tongue, wide receiver wise, that they have, but for some reason I can't. It's not coming to me right now. Anderson. But yes, Robbie Anderson. Um, <laughs> he also, I mean, they they just have talent, and and offensively, you guys are looking great now. This is a roster where I, I am worried about their their linebackers on the defensive end, mm-hmm. and and definitely depth wise defensively, there, there's a lot of holes there because yeah. you're not going to make it through an NFL season without injuries. So anybody goes down, and a lot of pieces can fall on 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 the defensive side. So I, I will I will admit that, and that's why I don't have them in the playoffs this year because even though I have them kind of hovering around 500, nine and eight is kind of where I've got them sitting at. Mm. Um, I do believe that they will miss the playoffs because even, even with a putrid uh, division in the NFC East, there still is a lot of of talent in the NFC. So it's going to be a very hard and tough road to try to get one of these wild card spots. So uh, I I am I, I'm high on Carolina and I'm high on their upside. I just don't think that they're going to have enough to to get there this season uh, to make it to that to the coveted playoff uh, in that January football. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little lower than you, of course. Yeah. Um, but I, I got them at seven and ten. Um, mm-hmm. but I think there's going to be a lot of teams I have <clears throat> just really log jamming at seven, eight, yeah, possible nine win category. That's like that's like a really it's a, it's a really critical area where, you know, the, the differences between a seven-win team and a nine-win team might be light years in in what it looks like on the football field, but it would only be a two-game difference, you know. Yeah. But it's – which is speaking to there is so much competition in the NFC. It is so deep. Where, yeah. <clears throat> it's like, very it's only well a spread very, out. You're right. It's only a few ponies that's not really in the race. Yeah. Right, at, at starting, at the, starting at the gate. Like, it's up for grabs. Anybody could take it, even with a Tampa Bay lur- lurking – it's not a slam dunk, but, no. and that's, that's the thing that makes this more exciting for me. Um, where it's like, man, even with a, with a monster team like that. And it's like, and yet you're not there. So they, ga- they definitely need to be looking over they, their soldier, so, shoulder. It's so uh, game of Thrones right now, you know, in the <laughs> NFC, yeah. you know? So I, I don't know any other way to put it. Like, you know, I don't care how much power you got. You can be, ta- you can be taken. So yeah, know. for sure. Um, now, Let's talk about the flip side. Let's yeah. talk about New Orleans here. Um, right. Now, they have – see, I have questions because – and I put a lot of value on the quarterback position. And 
I know Sam Darnold isn't like I said. He, he there, there's upside with him. We they need to figure out what he is very quickly here. Right. Uh, but there is upside with Sam Darnold. Um. I, and like I said, I think a lot of his, a lot of where he was missing and and a lot of his issues stemmed from Adam Gase, not from he can't play. Um. So we'll we'll see that very quickly here in the NFL uh, once the season starts here. But um. New Orleans wise, you lost a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees. Right. And he's retired. He's done. He's going to NBC now. Uh so I can't really I actually can't wait to see him on NBC. That's gonna be very fun to to hopefully soon hear him on, on the calls, uh calling these games. Right. Uh but you're looking at Winston and um Hill. Um so I just I don't and I, I'm I do think Winston is going to be the quarterback. I we we still don't know, but I, I think it's going to be Winston. Um, and in all honesty, that's not horrible. It's just I I don't see him making that forty yard throw that he made in the playoffs versus the Bears every single game. Like I, I just I don't see him hitting his targets, especially now with Michael Thomas being out uh, for the beginning of the season. Like. Just where does he fall in 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 that range? Where 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 can he take this team to? I I don't see them going too far. Plus they they had to cut so much on their on their roster due to their uh, salary cap issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know Drew Brees helped with that by uh, restructuring his contract before he retired. Um, but still they weren't able to sign any really too many big names. The I mean. Really, the only thing that they got was Peyton Turner in in the draft right. as a big ad, and they lost Janoris Jenkins, they lost Sheldon uh, Rankins, they lost uh, Emmanuel Sanders, they lost Jared Cook, they lost Quan Alexander. Like, they didn't get better, and you lost a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm, I don't think Jameis Winston is going to be as bad as he was that final year in Tampa Bay. But I don't think he's going. He's not going to be anywhere near as good as Drew Brees. So I right. like. I just there's. This is a team I can't get a pulse for as well. But <laughs> it's just to me with all of their losses uh, from this prior offseason, and I really don't even know what Peyton Turner really is. Right. I don't see where this team is going to win key close games uh i mean you got teams like green bay on their uh on their schedule so like it's it's i, I think the saints are in a really really tough spot this season i think so too because um it kind of got that chicago bears effect where you don't know what direct you know are we a rebuilding team or are we a sliding team or are we a team that's just been a turn a corner and right now all signs are pointing to trending down even with this doesn't even matter which quarterback they go with. It's the fact that they, these are caliber quarterbacks that you have when you come and you step away from a Drew Brees and now you don't have a Michael Thomas here and then you have a very challenged, you know, um, draft class this year yeah. um, and taking even the free agent picks where they just, they just draft, they picked up just what they needed, just need picks. There's nothing that's going to necessarily move the needle uh, on this team. And yeah, 
I agree. I think Jason, J- Jamin, w- Jameis Winston should be should be the starter, but we still I wouldn't know. even be surprised <laughs> if they went with Taysom Hill for whatever reason because it's New Orleans, you know. And yeah. the fact that we're this deep in you know into the season, not that it just started, but this deep into the year, and that story has not changed up until now. We're in August. It's man, I, this is a, if I'm if I'm a New Orleans fan, I'm disturbed and I'm 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 restless. I'm very anxious. <laughs> what are we doing? Are we we got two quarterbacks yet. We have no quarterback. Yeah, all the well, same and time. that's 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 one of the biggest sayings in the NFL. If you if you have two quarterbacks in your roster, you have none. It we're, and we're seeing it really work, play out. Yeah, in in you know in in, in live and in in, in 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 living color. And it's, <laughs> oh, it's great show, great show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, I did not up re-update my power rankings because mine really, really was kind of locked in a couple of days ago. Yeah. But even with all this happening, I would just end up changing it day by day. I, I kind of evaluated week to week. Yeah. So what you should do anyway. Yeah. Right. It, or it's just it's just going to be a constant, you know, like stock market. You yeah. just You're sitting there. You're a slave to moving that thing. You all literally day would long. not be able to get up from your desk if you. No. <laughs> you're just like let me just stay here because it may you know maybe go to the bathroom when you come back you're changing something. Exactly. So, but. With that, yeah, it's. Now I had him at eight and nine. I, mm. I know. I, I mean, even, I only had him at seven and ten, so we're not far off. I was gonna say I don't even know if I was being generous. You know, like because what you're saying, I don't have a pulse. I I think I was just more. I felt more secure with what was left, even though Drew mm-hmm. Brees left, and what even though Michael Thomas is down. Okay, take these two guys away. They have. Uh, I know they just re- they had a recent pickup, and I, I'm I'm blanking on. Who who they um they picked up a running back. Um oh Devonta Freeman went over. Oh they did they got on. Okay. He went over to the Saints. I mean, I, but at the same time, I remember when Devonta Freeman went over to the Giants, and he had <laughs> you know said he had <laughs> the job was his. Like dude, yeah. all you got to do is just put your clothes on and come on outside. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. you're the starter, and he didn't do so good. So I don't. I had to take pause at the, you know, I probably celebrated really hard for like five seconds. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Slow. This might not even come to fruition by the time, you know, week one rolls out. We just need to see what we need to see, but go ahead. I'm uh, I'm just looking at some new Orleans news. Please and bring it, bring it on, bring it on. And just what we were saying, if you've got two quarterbacks in your roster, you have none. And the very first headline from NOLA.com, Taysom versus Jameis quarterback battle. Bombs away. Day four. We're we're we still don't have a decision on who's the starter, and uh, right. this isn't college football. Like, and, and and the worst part about this is that it's coming from Sean Payton, and I do have a lot of respect for Sean Payton. I think he's done a lot with very. He's one of these coaches, kind of like Mike Tomlin, where they do a lot with a little. Right. And they 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 definitely he is an offensive guru. He 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 definitely, and I and that's kind of why I was excited to see if they would go with Taysom Hill, because I would really mm-hmm. love to see what he could do with a mobile quarterback like that. Mm-hmm. But to me, I, I would go with Jameis just because he's, at the end of the day, he's a quarterback. You need to be able to throw the ball, and I just don't think Taysom is ready for that. And he has the experience, and, you know, to like it you know, like it or love it. I mean, like it or hate it, you know, it's... But it gives know, me pause it because it, Jameis but... didn't, has not won. He hasn't shown even Sean Payton, like, okay... He's definitely the better thrower here. And in the fact that Jameis hasn't been able to set his throwing ability apart from Taysom Hill, it's just like, well, even if you are the starter, if you couldn't get – because we've seen Taysom Hill when he came in. 
right. for when Drew Brees went down last season. Eh. And it was eh. It was like, eh. okay, you 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 ran the plays type mm-hmm. of thing. But when Jameis Winston would come in, it's like, oh, that's a big bomb. Like he's got a, he's still got an arm on him. Like right. and and it did give you that kind of optimism where when he re-signed with them, you're like, okay, that that's definitely they gotta go with him then. So the fact that he hasn't outright won the job already is, is giving me a lot of pause for, for this New Orleans team because when your quarterback is not solved at this point and you're still trying to figure out that that roster spot, you've got – then at that point, I think you've got a lot of other issues that you need to address before you can really start to say, okay, we're ready to win games moving forward here. Uh, yeah. Plus with all the, the cutbacks that you had to make, make uh, you lost a lot of talent. I think mm-hmm. it might be one of these years where you're just like, you know what? I'm going to take a year off. <laughs> we're we're going to not necessarily tank because nobody in the NFL really tanks. Everybody's competing for a job, whether it's to re-sign with the team that they're on or, right. or f- figure out their next contract. Right. Um, but Still execute you, your plays even though you're down t- 28 points. You know. Yeah, but I think New Orleans as an organization needs to be playing for next year. When the when salary caps goes back up, We've got more money to play around with. You've got more uh, of a feel of what your quarterback situation even is. And right. if you can even make a play for maybe, say, an Aaron Rodgers who might be leaving next year, or let's Matt Ryan, as we were just talking about, make right. a play for him. Um, that would be a very attractive job to try to give over the keys to New Orleans. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you're working with Sean Payton, one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Let's mm-hmm. Let's go. Like that's that's a situation I think would be prime for them to do is just sit, let's take a year off or we'll we'll see what we can do this year but we're not going all out we're not going to risk everything just to just to play to not make the playoffs. Well, this is what's going one of the ones is probably going to be updated and it's probably New Orleans for yeah. me. Like you know even at eight nine I, I got them that right really when this all happened you know. Um, really six and 11 at best at this mm-hmm. point. And I, you know, and it's like, man, you could be down there with a line. And it'd be, and I, it would, it would be understandable. You know, I, understand I was just looking why at their, there. I was just looking at their schedule. They don't have an easy one. I mean, no, I mean, some of their to... easy games are like the NFC East where they have to play, um, the Eagles and the giants. And those are definitely ones that they can go get. Right. Um, but then you got teams like Seattle on your roster and, you got to play Tampa Bay twice, and even Washington. Even though I'm not super high on them, they still have a, a very stout yeah. defense that they, can really give you problems. They popping up all through the NFC South, and I've seen that, and I'm like, that's that's going to be one of them key 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 ones just for the division. Like you're gonna have to watch that Washington game, whether you yeah. are there at home or you're on the road. It's either you you know you got an opportunity to go steal one, and you got an opportunity for them to come in there and steal one from you because yeah. um this is the yeah, that's. That's gonna be one of them, you know. You know, one. Of, I, don't, I don't like that game on my schedule. <laughs> if, you know, if I'm if yeah. I'm one of these teams, I'm like, look, pencil it. That's gonna be a hard but week. Yeah, it's you know, make it an honorary division game because it's gonna kind of that kind of implication, you know. Because and then they all get in the crack at them. So yeah, you know, they you know NFC can single NFC South can single handedly, you know, put handcuffs on um. Uh, on the Washington, the Washington football team, and really stifled them for the rest of the season. Technically, yes, yeah. you know, if they run the table, but that's neither here nor there. And that's getting this <laughs> really goofy stuff now. But um, I, I'm in agreement with you. You know, it's just eh, there's there's some issues. That's you know, and this this might just be one of those. You know, we it's kind of a quasi rebuilding year. You yeah. know, in in the wake of 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 Drew Brees, and I think they handled it well. But like you know, 
It is what it is. Everybody in the league understands. I mean, you lost your Hall of Fame, you know, quarterback. Hall of Fame quarterback. You, know, that, you, know, that, you lost your franchise. Yeah, you know? and like that is nothing to sneeze at. Like it's it's that's no, a hard luck. And plus, you know, he had them kind of waiting, waiting, just kind of like, okay, Drew, what are we doing? Are you right. coming back? Or like he waited a very long time to announce that he was retiring. Yeah, and they might have gotten back, you know, a little bit, you know. They if might they, have been in the were, Carson Wentz sweepstakes. I was going to say, if they were even considering it, I think that just kind of stifled all of that. And they just like, okay, plan B, let's just go with the two that we got. Yeah. And then they, they and you know, and they filled other positions and, you know, defensive players on, you know, a little bit on the offensive side. But it just seemed like there's a lot of utility players that they were filling in, like just really filling the roster. And I, I get it. You're going to try to just, you know, hold, hold the fort. You know, for the year, yeah, and you know, and I, I, I can see them regressing. So I can see, you know, seven wins, six wins. I mean, even if they regress down to five, I get it. You know, yeah. there's, there's some issues going over here. And then hell, you're in the NFC South, man. The competition level is thick. So like while you said, you're trending young, down, trust yeah. me, man, it's gonna be two, three other teams climbing right over you. You know, so I don't think Atlanta's climbing over them, but hey, no, no, no. I said, a, <laughs> I said a two or three teams. Yeah. I, I, that's that's the hold on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now I, with that, I, I'm probably more inclined to just flip flop in the Carolina New Orleans trade. That, that's why when you said that, I'm like, I can see that now. Yeah. You know, like even as low as I got that ranking, um, Carolina's it might be. I might have dipped maybe a little bit too low, but yeah. with New Orleans, I definitely, I might need to flip flop you too, and it might, maybe that makes more sense, like price yeah. is right type thing. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the the juggernaut, the the Goliath uh, <laughs> of this division uh, in in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in all honesty, th- this is this is going to be the year where I think we really. We'll really appreciate what kind of, it's hard to say. I think we're going to really see what running it back really means this year. Because mm. okay. I think we we keep saying like, oh, they just need to tweak things here or there and they'll be back next year and, and, and this, that, the other. As long as they re-sign the, this core. Like, no, they re-signed everybody. They re-signed their entire starting 11 yep. on both sides of the ball. Yep. So at the at the end of the day, and they got and just to add one on, they they got back Antonio Brown. So he, he, that's not including Antonio Brown, by the way. So like that that's that's I think that's an insane stat. Um, and they to was me, able to bring the ad back, yeah, to add him again. They added the ad from last year. Yeah, y'all get that later. <laughs> this team, bad I think, is they they're they're strong, and I think they are the favorites in the NFC. Mm. As a whole, but I do also believe, and and to what I feel about the NFL, I don't think running it back works. So I don't see this team winning the NFC this year. Um, minus my power rankings, minus their schedule, <laughs> minus their 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 roster, minus what they did with these their free agent pickups which was basically they just picked up their team back up yeah. and re-signed the team and, and then, they added Giovanni and, Bernard let's not let's oh, oh, yeah, but I was going to even I didn't even get there yet, <laughs> but, but you know and 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 I was going to say and then and then they had the um <clears throat> audacity to actually give you know uh, 
Tampa Bay like six, seven draft picks yeah. to play around with. Like Jesus. as if you needed draft picks. You're like, <laughs> come on, you know, you could have yeah, still could have paid the Kings ransom for every pick around the league, True. just in general. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? And then there's the other the, the secondary free agency period where a Giovanni Bernard, like, hold on. <laughs> It's like nobody is it if they sleep at the wheel in the NFL, like it should be a rule where you know there's no more stacking the team. This is a super team in the NFL, you know, of yeah. And 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 just the wizardry, I don't know what word I just said, but this this dark magic that they they they, they cast it, it was able to some kind of way manipulate the Starley cap where the alarm did not go off and the number stayed under the cap some kind of way by pushing you know fake money over here pushing <laughs> you know language over here and all before you know it hey y'all don't even worry about it we own it we'll talk to y'all in two months we'll see you just wait for the email this and they season, bring everybody back yeah this off season showed me that these these contracts are a joke these contracts mean nothing. Obviously, that was a well kept secret. But like, as much as we are, have we thought about? And yeah, would, would we come to understand? Yeah, this took the cake. Like, how is that even possible? <laughs> Mathematically, <laughs> metaphorically, you they know, had like... they had no money, but they ended up resigning everybody. You know, you you you, you seen um um um. What's, what's the movie with um <laughs> oh uh, this quick sidebar the movie with David Chappelle the early movie when he was high, getting they were getting high it was back for early from the nineties like, trust me Friday like, no I said Dave Chappelle not oh I'm in Chris Rock for some reason oh my god why am I it was it was about them selling weed but it was it was a, a comedy spook Jesus ah <laughs> <sighs> but anyway there was a scene in there I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on the name of the movie but um. There's a scene in the movie um, where he had to go on a date, but he only had like <laughs> maybe like six dollars and some change. So he did a little ticker <laughs> at the bottom where he was gonna do all of these cheap things, you know, that would just in order to make six dollars stretch. He probably ended up oh, having half baked. Half baked. There you go. Yeah. He probably ended up having like a you know a, a thirty dollar date that he did. All he did. With the little six dollars, he probably even had less. You know, it was just, but it, it was crazy. But somewhere in there, like, a, like there was a homeless man with a cup of change and stuff, and he was, he was like asking, you know, for change. So as he walked by, he stuck his head in there and he took the money out. <laughs> so the money went plus. It started, it started to add up. So then he had enough to go to dinner. <laughs> so Jesus, it was ridiculous. So this, I'm saying this is kind of what Tampa Bay did. They just they took a dollar. <laughs> And bought a king's ransom of almost nearly like eighty to a hundred million dollars of just money moved around with Willie with next to a couple million that was just sitting there. You like know? you said, wizardry, black magic, whatever oh you want to call it, it's 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 insane. And to me, I think, but again, I don't think running it back is going to work. I, I like this is this is the epitome of running it back. You brought back your entire starting lineup. You brought back other supporting cast pieces, and you went ahead and you, you added a Giovanni Bernard. Like you, you did add to it, but I don't think Giovanni Bernard is going to put you over the top to get back to 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 the Super Bowl. Uh, now, again, this is also Tom Brady we're talking about, so I could be talking out the, the side of my face right now. Right. And, and and once we get to the end of the year. Hey, he's got his what? What is that eighth now? If it if it would be, yeah. um. So 
I mean, this is all like, does Tom Brady still have it is obviously another question that everybody is going to be asking. And that's going to be the, the biggest watch of, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is just watching Tom Brady be Tom Brady again and again and oh, again. Thank goodness. Our next, our next episode is going to have an answer to all this, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm just listening like, ah, oh, this is not this show, this episode. No. Like, yeah. We'll get to that. So I'm not even going to make any reference, but go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but to me, I just running it back to me literally just does not work in the NFL. You can't just, just it to me, even though it worked last year, Mm-hmm. Doing the same thing again is literally the just definition of insanity in the NFL because it, nobody is able to just, okay, we're just going to do that again and it's going to work. It's never happened in the NFL. Right. And I don't think, even though it is Tom Brady and he is going to be the person that breaks every norm in the NFL, but I don't think this is a norm that he is going to break. <clears throat> and Repeating again. is not going to happen by just happenstance. No, and again, I can't cannot emphasize enough the depth in the NFC. It, yeah, it, it is. I'm telling you, it is Game of Thrones right now. And and, I, it, and again, I do have them winning the NFC. I do have them the, my number one seed. I have them at thirteen and four. This team is good. <laughs> this team is ridiculously good. But I think when it comes down to playoff football, you're going to have to go up against teams that you 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 that had a very close look at you last year: Green Bay, L.A., Washington. All of these teams are going to be looking at you, and there's going to be a big target on your back. And if you're going to try to do the exact same thing you did last year to these teams, yeah, it's going to be a close game. Yeah, they're going to be hard-fought games. But I think Green Bay has learned something. I think the L.A. Rams have learned something. This isn't the same L.A. Rams team. Right. Uh, Washington has learned something. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco, Chicago. Like, you have a lot of tough, tough games across your entire schedule based off of what you did last year and i just it's going to be tough for them it's going to be murderer's row throughout this entire season for them and everybody's going to be giving them their best shot but in the regular season i do think they pull those lens out but sometime i think in this in this playoff run this year they're going to get got and and it's going to and it's not going to be pretty i think it's going to be a bad loss and and that i think they're going to end up blowing it up after this <clears throat> that is a strong take that I don't necessarily disagree with. Um, <laughs> so, um, hearing that you said I'm at 13 and four, um, yeah. man, talk about, you know, holding chalk here. Um, yeah. I had them at 13 and four, which, <laughs> well, I, but my logical answer to that will be, I'm very curious as to who are the four teams that beat them. Let's look through here. And let's, I want to cross reference it to see, you know, let's just see how accurate these 13 and four is for us. <laughs> I got the Panthers stealing one from them. Uh, which they're, week? they're, uh, week 16. I got the same thing. Uh, their home game. Panthers win at home against them. Um, Let's, I'm just going back, looking through who I picked here. Um, nope, they win that game. Where are their four losses? Jesus. He made a quasi-fictitious four. Like, I'm just going to right around. No, I, I went through this whole thing, and I, I picked him well, out. Well, while you're looking, I'll tell you who I've got. Okay. Um, oh, they lose get one against the Saints. Okay, interesting. Well, I got week three. I got them um, actually, you know, losing to the Rams. I have them losing to the Rams. Yep, in week three as well. Yes. Now, this one is going to shock the world. Week seven, Chicago. 
I got Tampa Bay in an upset. I can see them. I can see Chicago. I can see exactly what you're saying, but I just think with it being at home. I know this is one of the two push games that I had, but this is the one I chose. I think that's that is going to be a very good game to watch, right. especially if it's at a time in the season where Chicago's thinking about playing Justin Fields. It's just like week seven. I'm like, if there's an opportunity, it will be here. But if they lose, I wouldn't be shocked either. And I got week 14 against Buffalo. I think Buffalo is my other one as well. I just can't find it. Week 14. Look, look over there by Carolina. No, I have them beating Buffalo. Where is my last? I have one more loss for them, and I can't find where you it got is. Them at fourteen and three. <laughs> no, I have them at thirteen and four. Where is that last loss at? Oh, Washington. Washington. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> this is the one I said. Washington wouldn't beat them, but it, it no, I think team. the only reason why I think it is because they're both coming off of bye weeks, and Washington's at home. I get it. But this that that might have been part of my push game. It, it, that like I said, that this Washington thing is a it's an interesting. Um, Washington is a huge anomaly in in yeah. all of the NFC rankings. I wouldn't want no part of them. Just <laughs> no matter whether I was at home, oh, they come in our house. I, I don't want to play them. You know, they they yeah that that's the team. I'm not scared of them, but they dangerous. They they wanted yeah. they can come in here and disrupt. There all the good things that's happening in your world and your franchise. And it's funny because like, I, I was just that. I was just listening to the shop and um, who's the kid over there? The defensive end in Washington, oh. Chase Young. Uh, oh. he was on there. Okay, and he was talking about this is the game he has scheduled or circled on his schedule, like. I'm coming after Tom Brady. It's something he's been saying since he was drafted. It's like my like the biggest accomplishment I will have is sacking Tom Brady. He missed out on it last year, and he's he's like that is I'm that is my goal is to sack Tom Brady. <laughs> and man, you don't want to be the guy, you know, forbid you know all forbidden, you know, to be the guy that knocked him out of the game. Yeah, you know, because I mean it happened to Joe Montana. Yeah, Leonard, Leonard, Leonard Marshall, which would be kind of him, which you know. would kind of be it would be insane because. That's actually the guy Tom Brady said he models his game after. He's the guy he looked up to because born in California, that's who he was watching. And so right. that would be kind of be somewhat poetic, but I don't want to use that because I romanticize it too much. I would not want to see Tom Brady go out that way. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I just I like the motivation, but it's like, man, could this be a, a, a scenario of just, oh, this is not going to go in the way well for Tom Brady's legacy yeah. here. I'm like, it, it's was a lovely ride, but uh, I don't think anything no. that happens in the next five years, uh, wh- however much longer Tom Brady is playing, is going to tarnish his Whatever's legacy. Whatever's going to happen is going to be that drop off. We're gonna be like, okay, here it was it the is. end. But he, You're right, at here the end of the day, we're gonna be. He has seven freaking titles. What I are we? Gonna- we <laughs> yeah, I think after this year, we're ready to embrace it. Like, okay, whatever happens, happens at this point. Yeah, you know, and it's like, you know, good, bad, ugly. It doesn't matter, man. We're just indifferent. You just you do your thing, man. We're just gonna enjoy watching it. At this point, you know, that's where I'm at. You know, I'm just you know, like- I'm not a fan of him. I was a fan of the New England system. Yeah, and you know, he's a tactician, and then he goes over to. Um, Tampa. Tampa Bay, where most of the half of the country do is just sleeping on his team, and I mean, not that I was, but then they come yeah. to bite me in the butt and smack my team in the mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm a little, you know, I don't know what to feel about him. I don't hate him, but I'm like, like it's not my team either. So I'm, I am so <laughs> indifferent with Tampa Bay. Like, man, I knew it. It's like I, I, you know, I like I called out the threat, and nobody listened. You know, then when they came and invaded, I was the first one to get killed. <laughs> 
right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you see, yeah. It's, it was Greek tragedy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, I couldn't get out of my own way with Tampa Bay. <laughs> well, we'll get into AFC West next uh, next week, and you, you can definitely talk uh, about what you think about I got my answer next week. <laughs> yeah, my rebuttal is coming next week, you know. Just Tampa uh, Bay situation. Hmm, what could we do about Tampa? Hmm. Uh, tune in next week yeah no tampa is they are a a force to be reckoned with but they definitely need to be looking over their shoulder because the nfc is coming for them i wanted to say yeah and i just wanted to reiterate man they're beatable now i said four wins but make no mistake i mean four losses i'm sorry Uh, but make no mistake that they somehow the way they walked out of there with you know uh, um 11 and 6 out I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't, and no, I wouldn't say that that's, that's a bad season the for them NFC either. NFC is just that that yeah. conference is that good, and it's, it's a very good conference. It's deep, know? yeah, and it's like as as much as Tampa Bay, as good as they are, they, you know, it's interesting that the talent pool is not that far away from them, mm-hmm. even though they that's in the. <laughs> I, I mean, damn! Outside of the other team, there is. Yeah. I mean that you you don't see many rousters looking like this. No, you don't at all. And I'm sitting there looking like, damn, I don't know whether to congratulate him or hate him. You know, it's <laughs> like oh, I'm indifferent. But anyway, I, I said enough about Tom. Tom is great. You know, of course I got him. You know, I didn't move him in my per, you know my my um, power rankings just yet. But I would just want to just say you know just until the season started, just like I I'm just gonna you know out of respect. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, definitely go like us on, uh, like the podcast, subscribe to the show, and please do share as well. Um, and go follow us over on Twitter at the underscore square pod. Uh, you guys should be able to this week on the Twitter feed see our full preseason power ranking. So just keep an eye out for that. Um, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Have a good night.